0: The famous philosopher Descartes is best known for his expression that is generally translated as, I think, therefore I am. Although he lived in the 17th century, he is synonymous with the birth of the modern age of philosophy. He was one of the principal architects of scientific thinking. All scientific explanations must be expressed in terms of precise, mathematically defined quantities. But even he thought there were things that were beyond the corporeal, the material, the tangible properties. There was a dualistic division between thinking stuff and extended stuff. Now, the Jaguar F-Type convertible is full of material excellence that can be described in numbers, the power of its engine, the speed of its performance. But there is something more ethereal than this. We will get a couple of opinions, but first let's hear from Alan Zervis from Gay Car Boys. Alan, is it the Jaguar F-Type a work of engineering or a work of art?
1: It is beautiful. That's what it is. Gorgeous.
0: It's certainly something more than I want to express. The numbers, the power from its engines is just ginormous. The sound is fantastic, yet it's something that just you feel as though you want to look at as much as necessarily just drive.
1: It, that's exactly right. And I think if, if, a, if a car, or I suppose anything, but if a car in particular can be put on a poster by a, uh, you know, a 12-year-old boy or whatever and he just looks that up every night, I think that's the that's work of art. Uh, they used to do it with E-type Jags and I think the F-type is the same.
0: It's got a little bit of look of the E-Type about it, but not so much as a cheap copy like the S-Type Jaguar did, which was a copy more most of the Mark II, but this one just has reverence to some of the design styles without just trying to be a modern, almost cheap copy.
1: One of the comments I made earlier on was that it wasn't a pastiche. Like some of the the, the, uh, car companies did, uh, kind of retro copies it didn't really quite work Mm. and i but i think the jaguar f-type all the Jaguars, but jaguar f-type in particular you can see that the f-type followed on from the e-type and that's what it would be if that car had been built all these years instead of having the uh, xjs and so forth and then the xk in between i think this is what they'd have built
0: did you feel special driving it
1: oh look i did and also people commented Hmm. You know, it didn't hit that it was uh, that it was in red, which always attracts attention. But people did, people did comment, and uh, the same when uh, when we're in the V8 coupe, the V6 coupe, the V6, coupe, the V6 convertible, they, they just attract attention because they are so achingly beautiful. The thing that I like about it, and and indeed all Jaguars, but those in particular, is that they're nice standing still.
0: But you cannot deny the numbers. The Jaguar F-Type we tested this week was the supercharged 5-litre V8 R-spec convertible, which can be rather slow, but only in the sense that you have to wait to get going while young boys take selfies with the car in the background. $250,000 of power, art and prestige. Let's look at some of the figures. I have always loved the pocket rockets, the Subaru WRX and the Mitsubishi Evo. The latest Subaru WRX STI has 221 kilowatts. Its performance is wonderful. The V8 Jaguar does not have 221, it does not have 300, it has 404 kilowatts of power. In the old language, that's 540 brake horsepower. Now, Overdrive's Foundation members, Errol Smith and Brian Smith, have had a go of the vehicle. I began by asking them, is the power adequate?
2: (laughs) It's too much power, almost. Driving
0: through the rear wheels, it, it can be very easy to get to the point where it will break traction, but of course you do have electronics to try and help you control it, but it does make it a little bit rugged in the fact that you're zooming off the things roaring away and the electronics are trying to tug it into line
3: look it's a car that uh, i was quite nervous to drive and it has uh you know buckets of power it's a car i'd love to have on the track i only had a short drive but it seemed to be a car that you could live with if you were very gentle on the accelerator but i, I like errol's comment that yes it's got too much power it's uh it's the sort of car you Make one mistake and you're you're sitting in the lounge room with somebody you don't know.
0: You've got to squeeze the throttle. If you stamp the throttle, then you're just being crazy. When I picked the car up, the guy, the dealer who gave me the car, he said, uh, you are not really to turn the traction control off. Actually, he he wasn't even that polite. He said, don't turn the traction control off. Yeah, this is
3: wise advice, I think.
0: (laughs) It is lovely. Just to, I mean, to feel the surge of power there is just unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, gosh, yeah.
3: yeah. Errol, you
0: found that it was quite easy to drive in many situations.
2: Once you adjust to the um, exponential power that comes from your, the the further your foot goes down, it is actually quite easy to live with, actually quite easy to drive in in stop-start traffic, Mm. I, I found. Once you're adjusted to it. Let's dig kind of into this
3: uh, easy to live with thing, Errol, because uh, it may be easy to drive, but if you wanted to go on holidays or if you wanted to carry shopping and stuff like that, I'm not sure you'd call it easy to live with.
2: Mm. I, I didn't say it was practical, Brian.
0: Yes,
3: the boot. <laughs> no, easy to You try. open the boot and, and, <laughs> and in the test car, they don't give you the, uh, the space to save a tyre, which would take up about 80% of what's left.
0: I've got to say, though, this thing looks spectacular.
2: Yeah, it, it really is gorgeous, uh, look, especially, it doesn't especially, look especially like with the top down.
3: It doesn't look like a Jag, does it? I, my, my take on it, it looks very like an Aston Martin.
0: If you have a look at some other cars, the Porsche 911, each model used to be good, but not make the, the old one look bad, and I thought that was good. I think it's now almost becoming a bit of a cliche. You look at a lot of the cab forward cars, Ferrari, Lambo, even the Honda NSX, they're stunning looking cars, but they are of a particular shape. Now, to get a long nose to work, Ferrari, Daytona was pretty good, uh, but the BMW Z4 I thought was horrible. It just didn't look good. I thought this look a lovely balance of a car in the old style of a bit of a you know reasonable size bonnet without being out of proportion
2: yeah 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 yeah. i mean it's a you do, they do have to squeeze a supercharged five litre v8 <laughs> which is uh, enormous but... yeah.
0: errol of course uh the wheels were quite significant
2: yeah 20 inch wheels and uh, massive brakes inside those wheels
0: 20 inch that that's in
2: diameter or width
0: they were certainly very wide weren't they in fact they're about
2: 12 inches wide on the back it's it's a gorgeous car from from pretty much every angle as we had the f-type coupe uh, some time ago and this is probably even better looking especially with the top down what what i noticed driving it is that people look at you pretty much and and if if you've got the exhaust open which gets attention of course everybody looks at you (laughs)
0: How would you describe the sound of it, uh, Errol? Snap, crackle, and pop.
3: Yeah, that's an amazing concept. That there's a button on the dash that gives it its proper sports exhaust sound, and it really does make a difference. It, you can hear it bouncing back from the houses, ba 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 ba, pop pop pop, crackle as you as you back off. I, I'll tell you what, David, um, you're a very hard person to be friends with. You know the the stealing, the cheating, the lying, the the murdering of my brother, but I do it because every now and then I get a chance to drive a car like that, so thank you very much. <laughs> well, I think you left a few things out there, Brian. But <laughs> That's right. You owe me money.
0: Love me, love my car, uh, although not necessarily in that order. <laughs> it was spectacular. I took the 15-year-old to school. It was an, uh, He insisted on it. And just to have it crackle and pop and to look fantastic, i got to tell you, I was uh, top of the pops at least
2: for this week. We should throw some of the figures out there for people that think that this is maybe just a pretty car. Zero to 100 kilometres an hour in 4.2 seconds. Top speed over 300 kilometres an hour. (laughs) And the thing
0: is, it goes to 100 quickly, and then it keeps. You get the feeling that it'd keep going to 200. Yeah. I never got to that, of course. Yes.
2: That it, it just surges. Yeah, 404 kilowatts of power, 680 newton meters of torque, if you like numbers. Yes, yeah. but it looks fantastic, and it sounds fantastic. And if you need to ask how much it costs, you probably can't afford one. Indeed.
0: Going through a tunnel is just almost ear popping it's it's absolutely thing. now the interior brian i think you quite enjoyed that
3: look it was lovely i like a car with a cockpit and there's a real sense that you you get into this car very comfortable seats you're in a cockpit it's a, a serious piece of kit fabulous uh when you you sort of unlock it and the door handles kind of partially emerge from the side of the car when you get in the vents kind of lift up Opened, they're recessed into the dash uh, until you uh, turn it on, and then they kind of lift from the dash. It's uh, It was a very lovely, okay, a bit difficult to see out of with the lid down, but with uh, the lid off, the windscreen certainly has big, thick bars all the way around it. So, you know, I, I could see it being a car which would annoy me a little bit, uh, Uh, in terms of visibility, but uh, it's really how it looks from the outside that matters.
0: You would suffer for that. Backing out of a driveway and not being sure about cross-traffic, it obviously has a camera to pick up what's immediately behind you, but I was trying to back out of a little side street the other day, and I really couldn't see uh, through the back pillar, or well, it's not a pillar, but in fact the convertible part. So, yeah, th- yeah there's no doubt about that, you are cocooned within that. Errol, you, you sat a little low in it, didn't you?
2: Your eye line is at the you know the line of the boot of your of most sedans, so you're pretty low down. But unlike some cars, you don't sort of feel like your bums about to scrape the bitumen. So it's incredibly comfortable seats, and, and you would expect with that that kind of money. But yeah, completely um, with the top up, it's visibility is terrible. Let's, let's be yeah, honest no. about it. Um, and it's completely impractical from the storage point of view, but I figure if you can afford one of these, you don't care about those, those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
0: like, as I say, it's like any sports car. I drove uh, the convertible behind a mate who was driving an MX-5. And the MX-5 got nice you know, sort of cheesy smiles, fun smiles. The Jaguar got jaw-dropping looks. Yeah. There was no question that it, uh, it really just created
2: that wonderful image. Mm. Well, those two cars are kind of at two ends of a similar vein in that they're very fun, impractical vehicles that look good. But, of course, one is $40,000, and then there's a Jaguar.
0: (laughs) The point about the V8, many people quite like the V6 that you Mm. can get in it, which is not quite as much power, obviously, but still heaps. Yeah. And it's less weight, a little bit less weight under the front. Now, you can buy one with uh, all-wheel drive. And really, to be quite honest with you... I, I haven't driven one, but I thought that uh, really to get that power down with the v8 that would be the way to go. Well, it
3: should be standard uh, as a way to stop people you know m- smashing big holes in the scenery.
2: And it's quicker too. Same yeah. engine but zero it's point uh, one of a second quicker 200 k's an hour if you go thehe drive route which apparently does it does handle itself much better in terms of getting the power down. But uh, I I did wonder if the V6 might actually be easier to live with in terms of um, having a bit less power.
0: All right, gentlemen, it was a joy to drive, I've got to say that. It was a joy to show off. I went to a a school. We were looking at schools for the young fella for the last couple of years of his schooling, and I must confess I just wanted the young lads to come out when I parked in (laughs) in, in there. It wasn't so much for vanity. It was more a talking point to be able to sort of say, oh, yeah, what's it like? You know, I happily tell them I, I can't afford to own it and uh, that it's only a test car, but just get their reaction and get their enthusiasm. I must confess, unfortunately, it didn't seem... To, you know, they weren't around, uh, and I didn't think during a school time I ought to rev it too highly, that... That might have been just a little rude. So there it is, Uh, gentlemen. We'll have some quirky news in a moment. But there we were talking about the Jaguar F-Type supercharged V8 convertible.